Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to our midweek podcast for Movilla Presbyterian Church. This is a recording for Tuesday, the 3rd of November. We come together this evening in Jesus' name, recognizing the blessings that we have in Him, even in the strangeness of these days and the difficulties that we may face. We may know God's blessing in the name of Jesus. We may receive it all in his loving name. And as we come together this evening, we look to remind ourselves of this. We look to recognise the joy that we have in him in all that we may do. As we come together this evening, let me highlight just a couple of announcements first of all. Last Sunday uh, was the deadline for having our Samaritan shoeboxes in again. So thank you to everyone who has supported that cause. And on Sunday we'll have a little update about how uh, that went also. Also please don't forget that on Thursday evenings at 6pm we have our uh, videos from the BB and GB uh, that uh, go uh, live at 6pm for all our young people. Uh, So please keep an eye on that on our YouTube channel also. Also, uh, we are continuing uh, to have our church open on Sunday for worship at 11. Uh, If you have not been before, but you are planning to go, then please let Brian know before 5 o'clock on Friday. Uh, It is important that we are able to plan our seating uh, before worship. Uh, So it helps us to get an idea of the numbers of people that will be there. Um, So please let Brian know if you are coming to church for the first time on Sunday morning. This evening we are going to continue in our studies in the book of Nehemiah. It's been a couple of weeks uh, since uh, we were looking at this book, but we're going to start looking this evening at chapter 3. But before we do that, let us come together to God in prayer. In Psalm 133, the psalmist begins with these words, How good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters live together in unity. We may uh, be distant from one another at this time. We may have that sense of not being able uh, to meet up the way we want to. But we have that real joy of coming together in Jesus' name to recognise the blessings that we have in him, to have that unity together in all that we do. And that's going to be a little bit of a theme tonight uh, as we look at chapter 3 of Nehemiah. But let us come together uh, now uh, to pray to God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are that God who is all-powerful, the one who is in control through all things, the one, Lord, who we may rest in in every way. We thank you, Lord, that in you there is rich blessing that we can rest in. There is uh, that oasis of peace, Lord, that we need in our lives. And we ask this evening, as we come together in your name, that distractions from the outside world, that things that have been on our minds uh, through this week, we may be able to put them to one side, to worship you, to take time with you in all that we do. 
Lord, forgive us for those times, Lord, in which we take our eyes off you to other things in our lives and make them the goal, make them the idols. Help us, Lord, to make you the one who is important, the one who we may look to in every way to worship. Lord, we ask all these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. We're going to begin uh, our podcast this evening now with our first item of praise. It's entitled, Come People of the Risen King, and sung to us uh, by Jonathan Ray and his family.
Well, please join me uh, this evening as we turn to God's Word. Uh, Please turn to Nehemiah chapter 3. I'm not going to read the whole chapter this evening. We're going to read two sections from Nehemiah chapter 3 verses 1 to 5 and then turn to verses 28 to 32. Let us read God's Word together. Nehemiah chapter 3 verse 1. Elishab the high priest and his fellow priests went to work and rebuilt the sheep gate. They dedicated it and set its doors in place, building as far as the Tower of the Hundred, which they dedicated, and as far as the Tower of Hananel. The men of Jericho built the adorning section, and Sikar, son of Imran, built next to them. The fish gate was rebuilt by the sons of Hashanan. They laid its beams and put its doors and bolts and bars in place. Merimoth, son of Uriah, and the son of Hakarsh, repaired the next section. Next to him, Meshael, son of Barakin, and the son of Meshavel, made repairs, and next to him, Zakos, son of Banan, also made repairs. The next section was repaired by the men of Tekar, but their nobles would not put their shoulders to the work under their supervisors. Moving to verse 28. Above the horse gate, the priest made repairs, each in front of his own house. Next to them, Zakar, son of Emar, made repairs opposite the house. Next to him, Sheremar, son of Zakar, the guard of the east gate made repairs. Next to him, Hananiah, son of Shemal, and Hanan, the sixth son of Shephal, repaired another section. Next to them, Mishael, son of Paharikin, made repairs opposite his living quarters. And next to him, Machalah, one of the goldsmiths, made repairs as far as the house of the temple servants and the merchants opposite the inspection gate, and as far as the room above the corner. And between the room above the corner and the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and merchants made repairs. Here we end the reading of God's word to us this evening. Before we come uh, to think about uh, this chapter, let us come to God again in prayer. Heavenly Father, As you read this chapter with many different names in it of people, Lord, who served you in this work. Lord, we ask that they may speak to us this evening as we come uh, to uh, recognise the work that you have called us to do. As we recognise the joy of coming together in your name together. Lord, we ask that you may direct and guide us. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Well, depending on when you're listening to uh, this podcast, um, whether it is on Tuesday evening or or a little bit later on in the week, uh, one thing that you may know already then is the result of the American election which is taking place this week. Uh, And whoever... Uh, gets uh, the certain number of votes will have a mandate uh, to lead the American people. 
uh, a country that has seen so much division over this last while. Uh, they face a really daunting task of getting people together uh, to lead them, uh, to guide them through uh, these turbulent days. And it does bring a parallel, doesn't it, to uh, what we see here in the book of Nehemiah. Uh, Nehemiah has been brought in, he has seen to be a leader, directing people in this work. And in addition of being uh, a leader, he's also gifted in being an administrator, as we see through this passage. He knows the importance and value of accuracy, accurate records. And don't get us wrong, this list is not a dull uh, recreation of forgotten names. But it shows us a story of um, people who played their part and continuing the people of God. Nehemiah's first list preserves the names of those workers who left the comfort and security of familiar surroundings to share it in Jerusalem's ambitious enterprise. And I have to say, I'll put my hands up this evening. I'm not brave enough to read that whole chapter of the many names uh, that came up uh, through the work that was happening here but please after uh, you finish listening to the message please take that moment just to read over this chapter again to see the themes and the things that are in it because there's several themes that we can pick up on and help us to think today about what it means to come together uh, uh, as a body of Christ to serve to do that work together in his name. The first thing we see here in this chapter is the priority of those who are in this building work. The first people that we read about are the Jerusalem priests. They wanted to be as good as their message so they committed themselves eagerly to the work and in doing so encouraged the enthusiasm of their neighbours. The list starts at the sheep gate and it's a very simple uh, symbolic that it does. For it's saying, put God first. Close to the wall's northeast corner, this gate provided easy access to the temple. And doubtless took its name from the animals brought through it for sacrifice. The sheep gate brings graphic uh, uh, picture of what uh, Jesus' mandate was to all his fo- uh, followers. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, believing that other things in life will be given to us as well as we seek him first. And we cannot get away from the fact, sure we can't, of that picture of the cross, of that uh, the Lamb of God coming to this world for us. The building work began at the Sheep Gate and as uh, the... um, Priests uh, looked to physically go about that work. Others joined in. And we see that picture of unity. The enthusiastic priests begin the enterprise by setting good example. But they cannot do the work on their own. Its eventual success will depend entirely on teamwork. People from a wide variety of backgrounds, trades and localities will work together on the wall. Of course, 
those who were residents of Jerusalem would benefit the most from this wall being built. But just notice through this chapter the amount of different places that have been highlighted. People come from all around to join into this work. If the task is to to be completed, they must harmoniously with each other work uh, to serve God in harmony. And notice as you read through the chapter, three words that continue to be repeated in it. Next to them, next to them, next to them. When finished, the rebuilt wall was a testimony to the workers' partnership the work that they done together. It also shows us that there was a real commitment to the work. They were prepared to leave all our work, lucrative professions, uh, for an undefined period to engage in this grueling work which would test our physical resources. Over centuries, the work of Jesus' church has been lovingly maintained by a vast army of volunteers who are ready to do anything which would further God's cause. Cleaning, catering, putting magazines out, flower arranging, building repairs, home visiting, many, many things done uh, by those who come uh, uh, to look to further God's cause in this work. Many of this work and tasks will never uh, be uh, claimed in this side of heaven, but they were done for God's glory and other people's good, and that was reward enough. In order uh, for others to see the true work of the church, there is that commitment that we need in Jesus' name. And there is also a real enthusiasm about it. We see here the people did not merely just start the work, but they kept at it. They kept going until it was completed. We see here the builders regarded this work not as a grueling chore, but as a priceless opportunity. God had done so much for them and this was their chance to do something entirely for him. Service was a privilege, and especially for some of the team who had made serious mistakes in the past. Now they have been given the opportunity to demonstrate public their renewed devotion and complete surrender. Yes, as we read the passage, we see that some uh, never uh, wanted to be involved with the work. We read in verse 5, the nobles uh, of Terkon, um never put their shoulders to the work. They thought it was beneath them. But here we see many others looking to commit to this work to serve. Many from different parts and places. Many who would have felt that God did not want them anymore, that there was situations and things that had happened in their lives which meant that they could not be used by God anymore. And now this fresh opportunity came and they seized it. They took hold of it to serve God publicly. 
What a joy that is to see. And also we see the reward. Under Nehemiah's inspiring leadership, work on the wall got off to an excellent beginning. And the days ahead were not easy. There were challenges, many challenges and oppositions that would come. There were severe hazards and inevitable discouragement. But as the weeks went by, the large team recognised that they were building something which could be dedicated to the glory of God. We should be encouraged to realise that God has not forgotten the names of these men and women who laboured to restore and rebuild the city of Jerusalem. And in turn, if God did not forget their names, he won't forget our names either. Notice that the volunteers who rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem were not all residents of Jerusalem. They came from the surrounding villages and regions around Judah, Jericho, Tekorikan, Mishpath. There's clear parallel with the body of Christ, the church. We are all engaged in the ministry. There's no geographical distinctions or dividing lines. Whenever the church is at its best, it's when all people come together in his name. And the final verse of the passage brings us full circle back to the sheep gate where we began. As we saw earlier, the sheep gate can represent the cross and the cross must be at the beginning and the end of our journey through this life. The sheep gate located near the altar of sacrifice reminds us that out of death comes light. Out of death comes life. Out of subjection, our natural desires to the will of God comes the life of God, filling our lives with great and lasting blessing. This chapter uh, can seem so insignificant, a list of names of people uh, coming together. But the real significance is found. It's when people come together in the name of God, looking to serve and to follow him. And in that, there is real and lasting work done. As we come together this evening, let us recognise that even in these strange days when it is difficult to meet together physically, that we are together in Christ by his Spirit. And through him, he will look to show us the work that he has given us to do, to serve and to follow him. Let us um, come uh, uh, to give thanks to God this evening. We're going to do that now, first of all, as we come to God to listen to our second item of praise this evening. It is a Getty piece. And we're going to listen to the words of facing a task unfinished.
Jesus Christ the Lord 
Well, as we come to the end of our podcast this evening, we want to take some time uh, just to pray for one another uh, through these very strange and difficult days. It is important that we continue to commit to pray for one another, recognising that in prayer it is when God works, it is when we may know uh, the real sense of being able to come to that throne of grace, to know of God's goodness and to know of God's answers in all that we asked. I recognise that there are many um, through these days have been going through so much hardship and we want to continue to keep those in prayer uh, that have uh, been mourning the loss of loved ones over this last while. We want to continue to keep in prayer those uh, who face much uncertainty about their health through these days. And also we want to continue uh, to keep in prayer those who are really unsure about what one day will bring to the next through their livelihoods uh, and through uh, many different situations. As we come to God in prayers for one another this evening, I want to read these words from First Peter. It is how uh, Peter ends his first letter. Uh, when he is speaking to the rest or to the church, he looks to guide them in many different practical but practical ways. And then in chapter five, verse ten and eleven, he says this: "And the God of all grace, who called you to His eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will Himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast." To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. He is the one who will make us strong, firm and steadfast in all that we may do. Let us come together to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to gather this evening in your name. Even Lord, we are not able to meet physically at this time for many of us. Lord, we ask that we may be so aware of the warmth of fellowship in your name, of the joy it is to come together to commit to pray for one another in all that we may do. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God who does not call us to live in this world in isolation, but you call us, Lord, uh, to serve one another, to come together and strengthen one another also. And Lord, we thank you that it is in your strength that this happens. And Lord, we want uh, to bring before you those who are hurting at this time. Lord, we lift up to you those who have experienced loss of loved ones, over this last while. Lord we ask. That they may know. Of your comfort and peace. Through these days. Lord as they. Uh, try to take those steps. Um, to. Um, start back into their. Normal lives we ask. That they may know. Of your hand upon them. Of you being. That shepherd. That will guide and direct them. In every way. Heavenly Father, 
we lift up to those who face great uncertainty through these days. We ask for your healing hand to be upon those, Lord, who are continuing to face um, uncertainty of their health. We ask, Lord, that there is clarity of what is happening to them. And we ask, Lord, that you may bring healing into those situations. Heavenly Father, we also want to bring before you those who face much uncertainty with their livelihoods. We ask, Lord, that those who uh, have um, had changes in their work, or even, Lord, who have been made redundant, may know, Lord, of your hand upon them in all that they do. May know of you directing and guiding them to a place of security and real and lasting hope. For we recognise, Heavenly Father, that in our Lord Jesus there is everlasting hope. You are the God who promises so much and is the one who is able to deliver. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your hand upon us as we come before you, as we submit ourselves to you. Lord, we lift up to you those who are um, starting back into schools at this time. We pray for our young people, Lord, as they uh, get back into that learning environment. We ask for your protection for them. We ask, Lord, that for those who are making big decisions through these days, that they may know of your hand of wisdom, of your hand uh, of uh, peace upon those decisions that they make. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that we are able, Lord, to rest in you through these days, that we may know of you, of that God of all comfort in all that we may do. Lord, we ask all these things now. In Jesus' loving name, amen. Let us finish now together with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless everyone. Thank you for listening and see you all soon.